You're listening to Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy, and it is fight week once again. It seems like we've been saying that a lot here lately. It's fight week for Valor 66 going down at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe this Friday night, November the 1st. It's going to be an all-pro show. We've got nine big fights lined up, all professionals. You can catch it live on Flow Combat if you can't be there live and in person. But if you can make it live, there's nothing like it. You can get your tickets at fighterticks.com. We're going to be talking a lot about that tonight, of course, with it being fight week. It is, of course, uh, our ritual here on the Valor Hour to do our full breakdown, preview, and picks panel. So we'll get to that in our main session. But uh, before we get to that, let's uh, do a little... Uh, upkeep here and uh, recap what we had last week. A little bit of a, you know, kind of a slow and busy week at the same time. We had we had technically three events. We had two Bellator events and one UFC event, but nothing that was just like a huge, you know, a, a big deal besides the finals of the Bellator um, tournament that they had going on. Uh, just real quick, Friday night it was uh, Bellator 231. Uh, Mir versus Nelson. Uh, Frank Mir gets a uh, unanimous decision over Roy Nelson in that one. Phil Davis also victorious on the undercard. Ed Ruth. Uh, Beck Rawlings with a loss. And then uh, Jack Hager, uh, the former, uh, I'm sorry, Jake Hager, the former Jack Swagger, uh, has a, uh, a no contest. Uh, knees to the groin uh, multiple times to Anthony Garrett. So a bit of a, uh, a letdown there in that one. Bellator turned around the next day. And had Bellator 232. That was the finals of their welterweight Grand Prix. We saw Douglas Lima beat Rory McDonald with a unanimous decision over five rounds. He's a millionaire now. Uh, takes home that tournament uh, final. Paul Daly also with a win over Saad Awad. And uh, other than that, uh, not too much else of note. Nick Newell lost. Nick Newell lost a split decision to Manny Muro. And then uh, Baby Slice uh, returned to action against Craig Campbell. And at first they called it, I think, a win. But they ended up calling it no contest, maybe after after the fact it was uh, maybe illegal elbows. Um, so no contest there for Baby Slice, and he called out. He called for a rematch with old Corey Browning. Uh, I heard uh, uh, maybe it was after that after that uh, fight happened. He called for a rematch with Corey Browning. Uh, Justin, do you get a chance to take in any of these uh, Bellator cards? I'm not kind of took the weekend off and just just recapped everything um, after the fact. But yeah, Baby Slice with those illegal elbows. So- Back-to-back nights, we had uh, no contests for Bellator. Um, something you don't see all that often, I guess. But uh, the biggest biggest thing for me this weekend was Roy McDonald just got dominated, man. I think at least one or two cards had it 30-25. Um, uh, um, so he, he, got, he got smashed. Or 50-45, yeah. I mean. Yeah, one-sided for sure there uh, for uh, Douglas Lima. Who, uh, like I said, he takes home that uh, grand championship, million bucks. Congrats to him. Uh, and then, of course, the UFC uh, was in Singapore this past weekend, 
and uh, it was um, it was a card that uh, uh, was a little short on star power. The main event, of course, uh, the the big one there, and it was a big a big uh, grapple fest, if you will. Um, it was uh, Ben Askren taking on Damian Maya, and uh, back and forth fight, lots of scrambles, uh, but ultimately it was Ben Askren going to sleep. Man, now it's two time two show two two fights in a row. He's gone to sleep, and um, you know. Um, one by knockout, one by uh, chokeout. Is Damian Maya just uh, gets that rear naked choke there and uh, and puts Ben Askren out? It's uh, be interesting to see if we see Ben Askren again, or uh, or if that's the end of the road for him. Man, that's that's two losses in a row for a former undefeated guy. Uh, also uh, of note, Stevie Ray with a bit of an upset uh, majority decision over Michael Johnson. Benilde Arouche with a uh, rear naked choke uh, quickly over Frank Camacho. Cyril Gane with a heel hook over Dontel Mays. Um, that's pretty much it. Not not much else to speak of on this one. Uh, there are a bunch of uh, you know mid card to lower card guys. Uh, Justin, your take. Um, yeah, it sounds like Ben might be retiring. He kind of talked about uh, this week on Helwani. Um, you know, he didn't really love it anymore, and um, he just was thankful for the opportunity. But, you know, kind of like I said, they, they were standing up quite a bit, you know, in the first couple rounds, and Damian, you know, just had a clear advantage there uh, when they got on the ground. You know, Ben on top there at the end, Damian uh, hit a nice Oma Plata to sweep him, and um, then took the back and got the choke in. Um, controversial one for for uh, Stevie Ray, a big win for him. I, I thought Michael Johnson had it, but um, they gave that one to Stevie Ray. So Michael Johnson's going to be in a bit of trouble now. 19 and 15 is his overall record. Um, so he's he's got to got to figure some stuff out. Um, and a good win for Benil Daryush. That's about all. I, about all I had for that one. Greg, uh, did you get a chance to uh, check out any of UFC Singapore? I know it started at a very early uh, time for us here in the States. I only caught the main event live. I woke up and kind of uh, getting ready to go to, to, to brunch with the wife and caught the caught the main event. Other than that, I didn't see a whole lot of it. Uh, your thoughts? Uh no, I just touched back on the Bellator card. That was actually exciting. The Nick Newell, I mean, I thought he clearly lost. He looked really surprised. But uh, uh, the way he lost was kind of kind of cheap, you know, because the guy was just getting right under his arm to where the dude, you know, where Nick Noel really had no clear, like he couldn't do anything. His arm was missing. So uh, I don't know, but whatever. Yeah, he clearly lost. And then uh, we we uh, everybody failed to mention that Rebecca Brickman uh, all fighting. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Rebecca Brigman made her belt for the It didn't go well the way she planned, I'm sure, but uh, you know, she got out there and got to got to fight on a big stage. Yeah, I'm, yeah I was just saying, like, yeah, she was doing good until she started getting pieced up there at the end, and uh, I don't really know what she was doing. She was kind of looking at the ref, you know, while she was getting hit. I, it looked like I don't know, but uh, uh, I, I'm I'm anxious to see her fight again because I'm sure she's already got some something worked up with Bellator. Uh, and uh, that guy asking for a, for a contract after he beat Nick Newell, the way he beat him, I thought that was that was just kind of I don't know, I don't know if he really deserves one. I don't know based from that, but uh, and then congratulations to Lima for winning that million dollars check and the and the, the new champion. That's awesome. Uh, the UFC Singapore, I caught. It. Oh yeah, and then Baby Slice. I was I saw, that's when I kind of tuned in right there is when he started throwing those illegal. I saw the end of the fight when he started hitting right there, and I was like, I swear to God, those looked illegal as hell. But 
like, he won the fight. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. Next fight, you know, move along. You know, like Jeff Hawes was talking about last week, you know, he's like, no, no point. I've kind of tried to live with that. You know, well, fight's over, it's over, like, move along. So, uh, but yeah, I didn't know they uh, went back and pulled, ruled that no contest, but uh, that's cool. And, and that he uh, uh, caught, called out Browning. So, uh, but as far as the Askren and my fight, that kind of went the way I thought it was going to go. I thought Askren would eventually get into the ground and uh, Maya would eventually, you know, overpower, like, you know, overpower, but overmatch him on the ground with, you know, because jujitsu is like kryptonite to wrestling. And with the, with the, the caliber of fighters that David Maya has been fighting the last, like, 10 years versus where Ben Askren has been fighting, like I said last week, he was, a, he's been, a, you know, a man amongst boys for a long time. And I wish they'd have brought him to this level a long time ago, but they didn't. So, uh, we'll never get to see the best Ben Askren ever was, but uh, yeah, he got he went to sleep and uh, it was hard to watch. But yeah, I don't know if we ever get to see him again now. Yeah, I think that uh, that may be it for all Askren. Uh, circle back on the on the Newell thing, man. Uh, to me, it's like if the, if you figure out a way to take advantage of of what he, of what he's working with out there, more power to you. You know, I don't I don't think that that is uh, we take anything away from the dude's win if he if he figured out a way to beat him because you know there's advantages. You know, there's disadvantages obviously that Newell has with uh, his condition, but there's, there's advantages he has as well. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to, you know, trying to catch arm bars or when it comes to fucking clubbing you over the head with that fucking that baseball. <laughs> yeah. That, that, it's like elbow. That's like, right. He's got so it. yeah, I mean, if you figure out a way to, to, to overcome it and take and use that to your advantage, more power to you, man. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to this week. It's uh, of course it's Valor, uh, 66, but we've also got a big UFC pay-per-view as well. It's UFC 244. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a big one. This is one that a lot of people are looking forward to. It's going down at uh, Madison Square Garden, of course, the mecca of sports entertainment, a 12-bout card. Uh, looks like the uh, prelims are on ESPN proper. We've got Julio Arce versus Hakeem Dawadu to start things off. Lyman Good against Tance Rincounter and two wrestlers. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian takes on Jennifer Maya. Andre Arlovsky versus Yarzino Roizenstroik. He's a hitter. Uh, Brad Tavares versus Edmund Shabazian. And uh, let's see, Shane Burgos against Makwan Armirkani. Uh, and Corey Anderson takes on Johnny Walker. Pretty stacked prelims, I must say. Justin, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean definitely some some really tough matchups. Um, the Lyman Good and, and Chance Rincounter fight, I think, will be real fun. That one's pretty close on the books. Um, Caitlin Chikagian and Jennifer Myers is a, a somewhat of a title eliminator. Uh, Andre Arlovsky coming in as the underdog against Rosenstroik. Um, interested to see see how he comes back. Um, the most surprising, I think, as far as the odds go for me is uh, Shane Burgos and Amir Khani. Uh, you know, Amir Khani was for a while looked at as being the next big thing. Um, you know, took a loss or two, and you know, Shane Burgos has, has been on the rise. Um, but both of them are coming off of a couple wins. Um, so I think it's going to be a good fight. But Shane Burgos is, uh, you know, like a minus 227, minus 225 in that range. Um, so I think it'll be a good fight, though. Also, the Johnny Walker and Corey Anderson fight. Uh, Johnny Walker's a favorite in that one. Uh, a lot of people are, are, you know, already talking about him and, you know, being up there to fight John and, and wondering what he can do with him. Um Corey, Corey Anderson's been trying to get a title shot for a while. I don't know uh, what he thinks, you know, warrants him getting a title shot off of three wins, I guess, in that division. It doesn't take too much, but, 
you know, this will be a, a big test for both of them. You know, if Johnny Walker can go out there and stop him pretty quick, I think it'll be it'll make a big statement for him for sure. Greg, anything on these uh, preliminaries for UFC 244 jump out at you? Got some pretty good names. Uh, just the, the two, maybe three things that jump out at me is uh, Johnny Walker. I think that that fight uh, goes under whatever the under and over is. I think it goes under around and a half. They get in quick. I think Corey Anderson possibly gets knocked out here. And then I also think that, uh, man, I love Andre Olowski, but I might have to fade him here. Um, I can't pronounce those names. Can we go back? Rosenstruck? Rosenstruck, yeah. Rosenstruck, I mean, he's, he's undefeated. There's a reason. I mean, he's just one of his uh, step-up fights here, I reckon. So I want to I wanna fade Olowski in here. And I've been, I've been looking at everybody on DK, and DK is going to be, like, crazy this weekend. There you're going to have a lot of finishes. Or like a bunch of really close fights. Like it's uh I don't see anything else that really you know, that Lyman Good and Chancellor Country, that one right there right there, uh well, I mean I don't I don't there's there's so many close fights. This whole card is stacked. And uh yeah, but those are the two things Johnny Walker and uh and Rosen's stories. Yeah. The main card, uh once we get to the pay portion of the card, we've got uh Kevin Lee. Uh, the Motown Phenom, uh, he's taking on Gregor Gillespie, undefeated, 13-0. and That's a good fight to lead things off. we got Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, at heavyweight, takes on Bavoy Ivanov. We've got Steven Wonderboy Thompson taking off as Shinsei Luque. Uh, that's another deceptive one, man. I mean, I think that it's it's easy to get on Thompson there, but, man, Luque's a hitter, too. I mean, that guy's really good. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum in the co-main event takes on Darren Till. And then uh, the main event, five rounds for the, the baddest motherfucker title, if you will. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal uh, taking on Nate Diaz. So uh, stack, man, it's a good card. Uh, you know, for me to say it's good, it, it means it's fucking good. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the main card? I'm excited. Like every single one of these fights could be a main event for the card, like really. But this whole Kevin Lee and Gregor Gillespie fight, I mean. Kevin Lee's fought a lot stiffer competition throughout the years. But with that being said, Greg Gillespie's undefeated for a reason, and he's finishing everybody. And uh, but I was a uh, Justin. Do you have the odds in front of you for the books, like for Kevin Lee and Gillespie right there? Uh, yeah, the ones that I'm that I'm on, it's uh, Kevin Lee's like a plus one sixty five. Gillespie's like minus one sixty. See, I'd probably want to just sprinkle a little on Kevin Lee because that's a, I mean, the odds for him to win that fight, I think 165 are fair. Uh, yeah. Derek Lewis, he's probably also an underdog, right? Uh, Derek Lewis, yeah, he is. He's a plus 115. I may, I may would take Derek Lewis. Well, the, you know, you know, if not Derek Lewis and un, saying the fight doesn't go the distance or going under, under one and a half rounds, then, uh, Steven Thompson, I'll probably stay away from that one completely. Darren Till and Kevin Gasson will probably stay away from that one. And uh, Masterball and, and uh, Diaz, I'll probably uh, stay away from that one because if it's hey, standing up, in my opinion, I'm a big, I'm big Diaz, uh, Diaz brother fans. Like I love everything about him. But the thing is like Nate Diaz, like he don't, he ain't really fought like true welterweight status fighters yet. And if he ever does, he like struggles. So, uh, and, 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 Jorge, Jorge, however you guys pronounce his name, off of the ball, he is uh, he is a true welterweight, and he's he's a lot bigger and stronger. So the only problem I see with him this happening is if it goes to the ground, 
I think Diaz is going to be able to, you know, finish him on the ground probably, you know, any way he wants to. But that's why I'm staying away from all those. Justin? Uh, yeah, the Kevin Lee being an underdog is uh, surprising for me, too. I mean, you know, Gillespie's undefeated, but like I said, you know, his his biggest win is, is Yancey Medeiros. Um, Kevin Lee's coming off of a couple losses, but one of them was to RDA at, at 170 and, you know, then Ally Quinta. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm with Greg. It might be a good underdog pick. Um, even Alvin Lewis is, uh, it's going to be a banger. Somebody's going to go out early. I'll probably take the under on that one. Um, Vicente Luque and Steven Thompson. I like Steven Thompson. I think, uh, Vicente's his, his game is, is wrestling. And if he goes in there and can in- implement that, you know, he'll, he'll have some success, but, um, he seems like he's, he's wanting to, to throw with people a lot. And I don't think that Steven Thompson is the person that he should go in there and do that with. So it kind of just depends on his game plan. Um, and then in the top two, man, I like both the dogs in that. I like Darren Till and Diaz, um, you know, Darren Till making the, the jump up to 185. I think the weight cut was, it was always, you know, brutal for him. I mean, it's, it's been well documented. He has a hard, hard time making 170. Um, he had some, some visa issues. I think he's just now getting to New York. Um, so that, that may play a little bit of a factor in his weight cut. Uh, but you know, he's 15 pounds heavier, so it it is going to be an easier weight cut for him. Um, and Kelvin, Kelvin is, is known to, you know, to, to stay in there and, and stay in the pocket and trade with you. And, you know, I I don't know. I think Till's striking is a little too good for that. Um, if he can keep it on the feet, I think he'll, he'll fare pretty well. And I like the matchup between um, him and the style bender, you know, in the future, if he can get past Kelvin, a lot of people are calling for, for Kelvin to, to get that title shot. Um, now that Paulo Costa's, you know, he's out for like the next eight months or something. Um, so if, if Till can win, I mean, that puts his name up there. You know, it's kind of right now it's between uh, Gaslam and um, uh, the old Cuban, but uh, you know, that'll, that'll put Darren Till right in the mix. Uh, Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. Nate's at plus 180. Masvidal's minus 150. I love both these guys, but, you know, I've been a fan of Nate for a long, long time. Um, you know, since since the beginning, he made his debut, I think, in the WEC and um, his pro debut. Uh, and, you know, so he's been, been fighting the top-notch guys forever. And Masvidal was, you know, in Kimbo's backyard. So, Two OGs going at it, man. It's I, I'm looking for a good fight, good fun fight in that one. But I think Nate's gonna Nate's gonna be able to pull it out. I'm excited for uh, excited for this one, guys. And would y'all say this is the best UFC card of the year? With you know it being November now, there probably isn't gonna be anything to beat it. You know, there's been a few big cards this year. Would you say this is the big one? Uh, recency biased would say yes. I'd have to sit down and really go through the cards, but. Um, definitely the best one that I can think of offhand. There's been a couple, you know, multi-title fight events this year. Um, so, you know, it'd be tough, tough to say that it's definitely the best one, but I mean, top to bottom, it's, it's stacked, you know, there's, there's not any really unknowns on the whole card. Definitely, uh, definitely want to tune in again. That is Saturday night on pay-per-view ESPN for the prelims next week. We will, uh, recap all that action break it all down and uh that's going to wrap up our our national coverage here for the valor hour let's jump into our main section of the program and that is going to be our valor 66 
uh, preview and predictions panel. So with that, let's bring on our uh, our predictions panel. It is uh, good to have Jeff Hobbs and Billy Swanson on the line with us, of course. Uh, we already had Greg uh, with us, and uh, that comprises our picks panel. We're on week two of this session. And uh, Justin, get us up to speed on our standings uh, as as we as we currently go into this this event. All right, coming off week one, Greg's in the lead. He went 12 and three. Billy's uh, in second. He went 10 and five, and Hobbs went seven and eight. So uh, Greg with 12 points, Billy with 10, and Hobbs with seven. We got nine points on the board here for this event. So uh, there is some room to uh, to make up some ground here, guys. We'll see. Uh, we'll so so with uh, with uh, Greg in the lead right now. We'll let, we'll have him go. Uh, We'll have him go first, and then Billy second, and Hobbs uh, third, and uh, see if we can't get some parity going here. Uh, all right, so let's uh, lead things off. Of course, we've uh, as we've said, this is a nine-bout card. It is all professional. And uh, it all goes down at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe uh, this Friday night. Catch it on Float Combat. Catch it live. Just make sure you catch it. We're leading things off with a catchweight bout, 140 pounds for this one. It's going to be Majin Durham, Charlie Durham, out of Chattanooga area. He is uh, coming into this 0-1 as a professional. He had his pro debut against Keith Olsen uh, back a couple months back. Uh, did okay on the feet. Uh, wasn't able to uh, fend off the submission once it hit the ground, though, so he lost his debut. He is going to be taking on KMAA's James Adcock. James Adcock, 5-3 uh, coming into this and uh, on a little bit of a roll. You know, uh, Adcock, is, uh, he's won a few in a row here now uh, with, uh, let's see, it seems like uh, his last time out, uh, he fought Billy, Billy Combs. He went up in weight. Uh, so Adcock fought all the way up at uh, 100 and good lord, I think Billy missed on top of it, but like it was like 170 pound fight. Adcock makes bantamweight generally. So Adcock on a three fight winning streak over uh, Billy Combs, Jeremy Rogers, and Brandon Grimmett. Uh, Majin Durham, he will look to make uh, number four here. And uh, same time, hey, uh, you know, Durham is, is going to be hungry to get that first professional win. Uh, you know, he's going to come in shape, he's going to come aggressive. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one shakes out. We'll start it off with. With, uh, Greg, I'm gonna. Well, how, we've only seen Majin one time, right? Yeah, he against Olsen. He had a tough debut. Yeah, he did. And uh, well, I'm gonna have to go with the experience and James Adcock in this one at five and three. Even though I do think that uh, I think that uh, James Adcock is probably gonna struggle with with Majin because he's kind of big. And what what, what class are they fighting? They're fighting at one forty. One forty. Uh, yeah, he's a big, he's a big 140. I'm a, this is actually going to be a good one. It'll go back and forth, I believe, for a minute. But I'm going to go with James Adcock on this one. All right, and uh, we'll go next to Billy Swanson. Well, you know, man, I don't, I don't know a lot about the uh, machine guy, but uh, I will say, you know, it says he's from Chattanooga, and uh, I cross-trained at a couple of the gyms throughout Chattanooga, and I've never really heard of him or met him. So, like, I, I, I would say that he's not really, you know, training with the the best out there for him to be able to, you know, rightfully prepare himself for a pro MMA bout. But uh, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go with James as well because I've actually trained with James. I know he's getting good work up there at KMA. All right. Billy also goes with uh, James Adcock. Round it out with Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, I like what Adcock's doing. Uh, I enjoy watching him. Um, I see this one uh, possibly going in the second round. Um, but with uh, Adcock uh, prevailing, definitely. 
All right. Clean, clean sweep for Adcock on that one. Okay, so James Adcock uh, with a clean sweep to start us off. Next bout is going to be uh, another catch weight. It's 180 pounds uh, for this catch weight bout. And uh, it's going to see our, our first, uh, I, I believe it is safe to say, this will be our first international fighter on the pro side uh, of a Valor event that's come in specific, like, to, to, to take a fight. You know, we've had Yancy Alcantara in the past, and she's like, you know, straight from Venezuela, you know, or, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's definitely an international fighter, but she was living here already when she took a fight. But, uh, you know, th- this one is going to see uh, uh, Tommy Thea Karras coming all the way from London, Ontario, Canada for this one. Uh, and uh, this will be the first time that we've had a chance to see him, uh, you know, in, in the Valor Cage. And I believe it'll be the first time that he's fought stateside, to tell you the truth. Uh, he comes into this with a record of three and three. And uh, he is representing the Adrenaline uh, Training Center uh, in London, Ontario, Canada. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's coming a long way here. He actually I just talked to him this evening. He, he's touched down and he's in he's in Knoxville now. So. Uh, so he is. Uh, he's made the long flight down here, and you know he reached out to me. Really wanted to get on a card, and uh, you know we were able to, to work it out where you know where we could get him down here on a card. And I, I think it's a situation where he, he'd like to you know be part of the scene. You know he wants to get down here and and get some fights in. I don't think this is going to be just a one and done kind of thing for Mr. Thea Karras. He's wanting to come down here and and uh, you know put in some work. So uh, you know he's uh, his nickname is the Greek Warrior. Uh, you know, he's a tall guy, six foot two, uh, coming in here uh, off a loss, though. He lost his last one by rear naked choke uh, to a Colton Menzak. Uh, that was not long ago. That was just on the 28th. So that was the date of like the Saudi card, pretty much. So it's not been that long since he fought. Uh, as an amateur, it looks like he was four and one, and now he's three and three as a pro. He'll be taking on a familiar face to us all, Billy Two Tone Combs. Uh, coming off the loss to the uh, aforementioned James Adcock that we talked about just earlier. He is looking for his first pro win. 0-6 coming in, um, you know, uh, has had some issues making weight. You know, this fight will be at 180, so I don't think that will be so much an issue. Uh, you know, Billy's, Billy's just got to let it go. You know, Billy's got to go out there and fight. And it seems like his last couple, he just hasn't really uh, gone out there and, and let it all hang out and, and give that, you know, at least say that he, he left all his effort in the cage. So uh, hopefully that changes on this one. I think he's going to need to bring it uh, for Mr. Thea Karras. Let's start things off here with uh, Greg Hopkins. I'm excited to see some international exposure for Valor here and uh, get us some get us some views up there in Canada. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Tommy come in here and uh, do his thing and fight Billy Combs. And uh, I'd like to see Billy Combs really just let loose, too, right here and try to, you know, if you're, if you're going to go out like, you know, damn it, uh, Billy, like, you know, you're a good guy. Everybody likes you just – and. And we want to see you get that win. So go out there and just fire the fuck off and do what you got to do, you know, and go in there and fight somebody. Don't, don't, don't hesitate. Go for it. Do what you got to do. Try to, try to sling, sling them and just throw everything you got. You can throw bows and knees now. Uh, you wanted to when you're an Amy. You threw them, you knocked people out when you're an Amy. So do it again. Uh, and I'm excited to see Tommy, uh, Theo come down here, man. He's 6'2, uh, 170. I'm, a, I'm, I'm especially personally excited to see him come down here. So with that being said, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the Greek warrior. All right, Tom uh, Theocaris is the selection for Greg. We'll go to uh, Billy. Uh, 
I mean, I'm going to have to go with Greg as well on this one, man. Uh, like, I, I love Billy. I'm a Billy Combs fan. I, you know, I, I rooted in for him in his last spot. Uh, I mean, but Billy's just like he's been he's been lackadaisical in his, uh, in his past couple fights, and he's not really, you know, like pursuing the victory. He's just kind of out there being out there because he's out there. And, uh, you know, like this other guy having the London exposure in the international scene, like he's coming overseas pretty much. Like, you know, he's, he's going completely out of his neck of the woods. And I would say part of the reason he's doing it is like, I wouldn't travel that far unless I felt I was about to get a win. So like, uh, I mean, I would say he's definitely coming game to fight. And so, uh, you know, it, it depends on if Billy Combs shows up and actually brings that presence of wanting to win and fight. Like, we might see a whole nother Billy Combs in there. But if the same Billy Combs comes out that came out the past couple of fights, I think we're going to see another Billy Combs getting finished. Um, so, I'm going to have to go with Tom. All right, that's two now. Billy also goes with uh, the Greek warrior from Canada, Tom Theocaris. We'll round it out with Jeff Hawks. Yeah, I mean, here we are again. Uh, talking about a Billy Combs fight, and you know the the answer the answer stays the same uh, until you show me something different. I'm I'm not uh, picking any different, man. Um, how how much longer is his pro license good? Is my question. Uh, let's really. see. I'm trying to. Th- I feel like he he debuted like November of like. Uh, no, no, no. Let's see. Who did when did Bill, man is, did he debut against David? Yeah. So that would have been November of last year. So he's been out of a year, one year. He's got another year. He's been I active. got another year on the damn thing. I got you. All right, well, I mean, if he doesn't do something quick, man, there's there's no sense in renewing, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Canuck on this one, man, the, the Mountie, whatever. Really the Mountie. Fun. Now, that would be a great fucking nickname. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's a clean sweep for the Greek-Canadian on that one. All right, so uh, the uh, two clean sweeps here. Let's move on to the third bout. It's female action, and it is going to be a catch weight, 110 pounds. And uh, this one's going to be a good one, guys. This one, this one right here, is start, it starts getting pretty solid. We've got Shauna Bam Bam Ormsby coming up from uh, near the Orlando area in Florida, Florida. And she's been around with us for a while. You know, as an amateur, she fought a couple times. She beat Kennedy Scruggs uh, up here as an amateur. And then uh, she's got some losses uh, to some good names like Lindsey Van Zant. you know, Alejandra Betancourt. These are, are tough chicks. So she went pro uh, in 2018 and signed with King of the Cage. And uh, with King of the Cage, she has gone one and one. And that's wh- what brings us to today. She's still one and one. Just wasn't able to get the uh, activity that she needed with King of the Cage. We'd signed her. I want to say she had, a, I think it was like three fights a year. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, but if you look at it, uh, she fought in April of 2018. And then she didn't fight again until March of 2019 and hasn't fought since that. So she's getting like one fight a year. So she is coming uh, back to Valor here for this one. And she she can normally fight at 105. This will be at 110. So that's an interesting one because, you know, she's taken on Emily King at a KMAA. 
two and three pro record, and, but she normally fights at like 115. So, you know, they're kind of meeting the middle of 110. Uh, Emily's going to be the taller, rangier fighter. Uh, Shauna is uh, is like a little spark plug, though. You know, she's very quick. She's in and out, very crisp, technical, striking. She's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. And I made a typo, uh, not really a typo. It was really just light communication. But uh, on on uh, the bout sheets now, it says that she represents the UFC gym uh, Winter Springs, Florida. She's no longer with them. Now she is with uh, their team name is uh, Carlson Gracie Longwood. Let the record show. So um, that is, uh, they've been affiliated with Carlson Gracie though for years. She's a purple belt. She's an instructor there. Uh, and she's a good, solid fighter. You know, uh, she, a lot of her losses uh, she has taken um, because she's fought, in, fought up in weight at like 115 or even 125, you know, and she's just too small for that. So uh, this will be a 110. Of course, Emily King, the wife of the Asian persuasion, Jason King. She's an Invicta vet uh, trained by Eric Turner, Joey Zonar at KMAA. Uh, she's going to be the longer, rangier fighter. Uh, she's got uh, a little bit of judo in her background, I believe. And, um, you know, she's shown uh, the ability to, to, to pull off submissions. She got submission, um, you know, uh, over uh, Ashley Samples. Um, earlier in the year, she got a, a submission over Ashley Samples and Anastasia Bruce. So her last two have come by a submission. Rear naked choke over Anastasia Bruce at the Smoky Stadium in the second round. And then uh, Ashley Samples, a triangle in the first round back in April. Um, so uh, this is a good fight, guys. This is uh, this one's really one of those that I could see going the rounds. I would not be surprised to see a decision here either way. Started off Greg Hopkins. Well, well. I hate to be that guy right now, but I'll pick first the last two times. You're going to pick first all night long, motherfucker. Actually, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're providing some parity now. Whoever's in the lead coming in is going to pick first all night long. It gives whoever's in the rear a chance to uh, to work yeah, some different damn. things. Bitch. Damn. God damn. I'm a bitch too. Shit. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm, I'm hunting that ass. I'll, oh, I'll, God, I'll just no. up the rear. I'm hunting you. Damn, y'all need to leave me alone. I'm just a little guy, man. I'm gonna have to go with the uh, man. I'm a, I'm ready to see Emily King get herself another win, dude. I'm excited. She is a long, a tall. I didn't know she was fighting one ten. She is a tall, tall one. She is going guy. to be a, a rangy long one ten for certain. I'm gonna uh, reason I'm gonna take uh, Shauna is because of uh, is, is because of the the past. Uh, you know, her, her uh, past opponents, like the caliber of fighters she's fought against, I still think this also goes to the decision. It could go either way, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Shauna Ormsby here. All right, Greg starts us off with Shauna Ormsby. We'll go to Billy. You know, man, this is definitely where we're going to start seeing, like, a divide in this card, man, because you you got people that uh, you've trained with and you want to root for them and hope to, they, you know, get a win, but, like, when you're calling these picks, you know, first off, it's an opinion and like, it's, you know, your hypothesis of how the fight could go, but like, you know, hearing the backstory of Shauna and it being like closer to her natural weight and her losses really only coming from like fighting up in weight. Like, you know, like that's, that's a big, big thing. And, uh, I mean, Emily definitely is slick. Like, you know, like her jujitsu is slick and she's won by submission, but like she's got some very nice kicks and her having that range, it makes this fight really hard to pick because you you don't know like who's going to win like uh, because if Sean is able to get up the inside with her being the shorter fighter she's going to be able to pick Emily apart but if Emily's able to keep her on the outside like 
the striking could come into play. But like then again, like her being a purple belt, you don't know who's better on the ground. So uh, I'm going to go with my girl Emily, though. I, I think the Valkyrie is going to pull out a win, and she's going to bring her record back to a nice three and three, and be back to a, a nice fifty-fifty record. All right, so the pick there for Billy Swanson is Emily King, the Valkyrie. We finally got some dissension in the panel. Jeff Hobbs to break the tie. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I like Emily. She's a great person. I'm going to Orangeby though because it's a fight, and um, Emily's just to me. Emily's just too nice of a person, you know. Um, she doesn't have that uh, to me the killer instinct. And I've seen Ormsby in the past. Uh, I know we talked at one time about Ormsby and Goffrey fighting. So, you know, I kind of uh, did more research on it. And she, I mean, she's got a nasty streak. And and, and I think that's going to make the difference in this fight is just that meanness and that nasty streak. Um, So I'm I'm going to Ormsby on this one. So Hobbs and Greg going for Ormsby, Billy going for King on that one. All right, that brings us to our next bout, and it is females once again. We're going to featherweight on this one. Two ladies we should be pretty familiar with now. We've got Jamie Driver taking on Morgan Hickam. Uh, Jamie Driver, one and four. Uh, she fought for us a couple months back. She lost to Olivia Parker. No shame in that. Olivia Parker, one of the top prospects in the nation, undefeated forever. Uh, and so uh, she she dropped that one. Uh, had a bit of a, a tough weight cut on that one. She got sick on the flight. And uh, it was a little, you know, drawn out. But you could tell from that fight, you know, she's she's game. She's banger. You know, she's a she's a athletic, mean, uh, mean streak, aggressive, uh, you know. And uh, apparently she's done her training camp down at American Top Team in Coconut Creek for this one. So a little change of scenery. I think she's originally out of the New Jersey area. That's where she came from last time. But uh, yeah, that she'll be bringing King Mo with her. That'll, she'll be uh, she'll, have King, she'll have King Mo in the corner and uh, looking to right the ship. You know, at one and four, uh, her record is certainly deceiving uh, with what you get there. Jamie Driver, her nickname is OJ, um, and but like after OJ, the, you know. Uh, so uh, you know, it's uh, she's she's a tough one. Uh, Morgan Hickam is another one that is very deceptive in her record, though. You know, she's zero one as a pro, but she was undefeated, highly decorated amateur, Valor champion. Uh, again, trains in KMA there with Eric Turner, Joey Zonar. You know, with a plethora of top female athletes, and so she's got a whole lot of talent around her. Um, you know, to sharpen her up between Taylor Turner and Shannon Young and Olivia Parker. You know, I mean, there's a lot of ladies to help her get ready. Uh, and so at 0-1, that's very deceptive. You know, she ran into uh, Hope Chase in her debut, who has since gone on to Invicta fame and is very, very good. Uh, so no shame in that one loss. It'll be interesting to see how she responds because that's her first loss ever. She was undefeated as an amateur. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, she she dig down and, and you know, say, fuck that. You know, I'm ready to get that taste out of my mouth, uh, you know, or is it rattled her, you know, coming off of a loss, uh, a knockout loss at that. So uh, I'm really excited to see this one. I think this one might be a lot of action uh, between two very talented ladies. Let's start it off with Greg. Yeah, man, when Morgan fought uh – Oh, Hope Chase and that last one. I think I think everybody in the whole stadium was caught off guard of uh, how powerful little Hope was, and uh, she was a wrecking ball. But and that was like you said, very deceptive and not nothing to hang your head about because I've seen like Morgan's amateur fights and she had some battles too, and like and she's mean she, and she's tough, 
And with that being said, uh, I did say last time I saw Jamie Driver fight, I would always vote for her regardless just because of her uh, her attire and how she had O.J. Simpson's uh, white Broncos all over her uh, attire. And I just thought that was one of the coolest things. She got all the cool all the cool points that night. And I said, next time she fights in Valor, I'll be going for her. So I got to take Jamie Driver in that. All right, so Greg goes to Jamie Driver. We'll go to Billy. You know, man, this is another one that uh, is going to be like, you know, it's a tough pick because, like, Jamie was, she was very competitive and very tough her first slide out that we got to see her. And, uh, you know, her changing up the, uh, the camp, like, that's a big thing. Like, I just actually just uh, got a victory over somebody from uh, American Top Team. And, uh like, I mean, that's a tough camp. Like, they, they, she trains with a lot of high-level coaches, a lot of high-level names there. But that it's still her having to, you know, battle that technique. I know Morgan Hickman, that girl works hard every day, whether she's got a fight booked or not. Like, she's always in the gym. She's always in there working. And, uh, you know, she's kind of like – she's got, like, the lifestyle set to it. So, like, you know, it may be something new that Jamie's adapted, but it's something I believe Morgan's had for a while and, like uh, – They've got a good, good system running up there at KMA. So, uh, honestly, I, I think I'm going to go with Morgan Hickman on this one. All right. So, we're split again here going to Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, I'm going driver. Uh, <clears throat> kind of, you know, just based on uh, the last fight, um, you know, what I saw and, and, and it happened. You know, when I said, uh, you know, at, at the Smoky Stadium, was watch what happens when someone goes after her, you know, and goes after Morgan. Just – full steam right after her and, and smothers her. And, you know, to me, I just think that's the blueprint and Jamie driver is that type of person, you know, she's going to go at her. Um, so I'm going with driver on this one. So split again with Hobbs and Greg going with OJ and, uh, Billy going for the school teacher in Morgan Hickam. Okay. Now Olivia Parker's the school teacher. Hickam's not. <laughs> yeah. Know. That's who Jamie driver fought last time. Yeah, she fought the school teacher last time. That's Olivia. That's okay. She's not a teacher at Heritage? No, I don't think so. That's Olivia. Oh, yeah. I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can edit this part out, but on Instagram, yeah. it says, yeah. on Instagram it says the Heritage teacher and coach is a professional MMA fighter. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I it, uh, hmm. on her own? Uh, it's, uh, if it's, you uh, don't yeah. know, now you know. Well, shit. Maybe I maybe I don't know, but they've never they've never said they've ne- you think they make <laughs> don't know like now you know I like that. <laughs> that was good. Are we seriously gonna edit this out right now? Yeah, I don't know. Huh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've got uh, lightweights next. It is going to be the Ninja Turtle, Paul Teague, one and zero, undefeated as a professional, coming in out of No Mercy MMA, the Goon Squad, Union, South Carolina. Uh, got a win over Billy. Oh, I, I misspoke earlier when I said Billy Combs is coming off a loss to Adcock. He's actually coming off a loss to Paul Teague. So Paul Teague uh, with the, with a the win over Billy Combs last time, coming down in weight this time to one fifty five, where he's more suited. Uh, he's going to be taking on the pro debut Logan Neal. Neil, Neil, 
out of uh, Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, and he's been on a hot streak as an amateur, uh, four straight wins as an amateur to close out that portion of his uh, combat career as he looks to turn pro now, and now he'll be starting fresh, 0-0, uh, taking on uh, Paul Teague here. It's uh, it's an interesting one. we got two uh, very uh, different individuals here, uh, Logan Neal, very quiet and uh, unassuming, if you will. Paul Teague, you're going to get some theatrics out of Paul. You might get some crazy clown mask. You might have some talk about murder and um, serial killer talk. And, you know, that's just kind of part of of what you get with all Paul. It's part of his charm. Let's start it off with Greg. I like how you just so nonchalant and say you might get some, you know, mask. You might get some, you know, know, saying he's going to commit murder. You know, he's going to kill somebody. (laughs) Uh, he just nonchalantly says it because, like, that's what Paul T does. He claims to be Ted Bundy's, like, you know, reincarnation or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's done said online plenty of times that he's going to take Logan Neal's head off. And uh, Logan's actually got on there. And I think Logan's girlfriend's got on there and said some things. And, I, and like, like, a lot of people are from Logan. Logan's from, like, really small town, like Chickamauga, Lafayette, Georgia. So it's, like, a lot of people are seeing that, and they're they're all, like, Christian country folk and they see all this and they're like, who's this crazy guy? Does he really think he's like, and they were like, yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, it just really amped it up. And, uh, but the thing is about Logan, Logan's motivated right now. He's fought four tough fights back to back to back. And, uh, the one thing that he's uh, coming up against is I think that he hasn't came up against yet is another motivated fighter. And that's an undefeated Paul T as a professional fighter. And, uh, when he came out with Billy, he did, he came out, 100% firing, and I think that he's going to come out like that against Logan, and Logan hasn't had nobody come out like that yet, and uh, and I'm anxious to see how Logan handles that, and uh, especially at the professional level, so uh, anxious to see Logan Neal make his pro debut here, but I think Paul Teague uh, takes his first loss as a professional here, and Logan Neal gets the job done. All right, so Greg goes with Logan Neal to start us off. Billy Swanson. Well, I I got to kind of backtrack to what Greg said, but uh, Greg, I think you're wrong, though, man. I think Logan has had people fire on him. Actually, if you look at most of Logan Neal's losses as an amateur, it actually, if you go back and watch those fights, he was winning the fights early on, and somebody took him down and got the better of him on the ground. And to, like Since then, he knew that was his downfall, and he's been at uh, Chattanooga Agogi. And, uh, I mean, he's really been working hard with his jits. He's gotten, like, his blue belt. I'm, I'm not certain, but I think he's gotten a couple stripes. Like, he's – I mean, and that's where he's went on – he's had this turn of events where he's went on this streak uh, to finish out his amateur career and look to go and pro. Like, I mean, he's had some tough fights, man. Logan's fought some good guys. Uh, I've, I've trained with him on and off over, like, the past five years of really, like, the stem of both of our amateur careers and, like, now with – beginning our professional careers so uh like i have to say like man logan is firing on all cylinders right now like i've, I've noticed it like uh cross training with him like uh i mean he, he's a lot harder of a role um he, he's like he's looking a lot crisper with his hands he's not like being lazy like he's putting in the extra running like you see him posting all these photos like where he's running 10 and 11 o'clock at night because like that's what his work schedule will allow so like he's he's really after it like and uh, I think that uh, Logan Neal is looking to con- continue on and uh, keep on this winning streak and uh, start off his professional career. So I, I'm gonna go with Logan Neal one and zero. All right, that's uh, two now for Logan Neal. Rounded out with Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, uh, 
Logan may not know it, but he almost had his pro debut in the crowd in Nashville uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. <laughs> from the sounds of it. Because <laughs> I know it took everything I had in me to keep uh, Dustin West uh, from uh, from going across that that arena at him. I don't know what the hell was going on in that crowd. But uh, but anyway, man, I, I you know I like the Neil kid too, man. I, and I think uh, I definitely think he's going to get his first win uh, this this Friday night. Uh, you know, I think he's uh, definitely a little more seasoned than uh, than just uh, you know a pro debut record. Uh, you know, shows. Um, so I, I like Logan Neal in this one. I love it how Greg pronounces the T in debut. Uh, it's clean sweep for Logan Neal, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on we've got now this one here this one is the one that i've got probably the least about of, of insight into uh but it's a really interesting match here and, and i'm excited to have this this group with us it's going to be welterweights it's going to be Trucon carson the first time we have seen uh, Mr. Carson, and he comes to us from Jim O, Gastonia, North Carolina. Uh, Brian Barbarina uh, is who uh, handles him and has reached out and, and got him involved with us here. Uh, of course, Brian, a U- current UFC fighter, and uh, you know, Trucon is one and zero, coming in uh, with a pro debut win in September. So it's a quick turnaround from his pro debut at a thirty-seven second uh, TKO. Uh, Rev stoppage from strikes over Matt Messer in North Carolina. He was four and one as an amateur, um, you know, and he's been fighting a lot. You know, he 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 debuted as an amateur 2017, lost that one, uh, came back about 10 months later and re- uh, reeled off four amateur wins uh, over pretty decent competition, all stoppages. So uh, he looks like a character. <laughs> if you've seen his picture on the, the poster, you know, he's uh, he looks like he's going to be an interesting one. So I'm excited to, to have these guys here. Uh, they're going to be taking on uh, Arthur Cisse, uh, DJ Bout It out of KMAA, Knoxville, Tennessee. Very highly accomplished grappler, uh, purple belt. He won uh, uh, Abu Dhabi as a purple belt. Uh, he is a very, very solid wrestler, uh, has not shown a whole lot of his striking. He uh, assures us he has been working on that aspect, though. And uh, he's two and one coming off a win his last time out over Deshaun Middleton. Let's go to Greg. So what what is this weight here? What? This is welterweight. Now, does C say does he usually fight one fifty five or does he usually like can he make one or? He is he he yes he has fought one fifty five a lot. He is a pretty big one fifty five, but yeah, he's he is generally fought at one fifty five. And Drew and True Con's uh, a solid one seventy is what we're saying here. Um, it looks to me like uh, True Con's fights have pretty much all been at one seventy. Has it? How? How? And, and, and is, I, I don't know anything about this cat yet. So like on his on all his uh, yeah, well, he had quick finishes, and then the one loss. How did it come via? Was it his was one loss? Or? He lost. He lost by TKO in the third round of his one loss, but that was back in uh, September of 2017. Since then, he's done nothing but finish. He uh, round of two armbar, round one TKO, round one guillotine, round one uh, knockout, round one knockout. Ah, uh, well, with knowing everything I know, and I know those are Arthur including am- those are including amateur fights. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, with that being said, uh, I like Arthur C. Say in this fight because I think he can actually drag uh, Trucon out into deeper waters and maybe put him in uh, a lot of different positions that he's not comfortable in. And uh, uh, I don't know if Arthur gets the gets the finish, but I, I do see him like keeping control throughout this throughout the most majority of the fight if he can get the takedown. 
So uh, with that, I'm going to take Cisse, DJ about it. All right, Greg starts us off with Arthur uh, Cisse. Uh, we'll go on to Billy Swanson. Uh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, and I don't really know much about the Trucon guy. So uh, I know that Arthur is really good with his grappling. He's a slick purple belt, man. He's taken me down before. So I think uh, Arthur's going to find a way to, you know, get his hands on him, get him to the ground, and then uh, get to finish. So I'm going to go with Arthur on this one. All right. That is Billy for Arthur as well and Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate the uh, big Papa Pompa headgear there uh, yeah. in this picture. I don't know. I mean, it do look thick too, man, uh, which, you know, I know pictures can be deceiving and angles and things like that, but he looks quite a bit larger than Arthur uh, in the, uh, you know, the headshot photos there. But uh, I'm with Greg. I think, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that Arthur is going to get a finish, but I think he's going to control the fight and just carry him uh you know, to a judge's decision and, um, you know, get, get the win. But I, I see Arthur, Arthur getting this one, uh, by decision. So a clean sweep for uh, DJ about it. Arthur Cisse on that one. All right. It brings us to our pro feature bout. This one should be fun. It's going to be Brian Stonehands Jackson out of the uh, goon squad. No mercy MMA coming out here with his homeboy, Paul Teague. And last time these guys came to the Joe, they came and they, they, uh, they they got it done. They both won. You know, Brian Jackson won his pro debut over a uh, a heralded uh, Caleb Miller uh, in a bit of an upset. I think to a lot of people, not an upset in his eyes. Uh, you know, he he ended up getting a third round uh, submission, rear naked choke. Um, he's a he's a big, long guy, uh, athletic, uh, transplant from Michigan, professional boxer with like ten pro boxing bouts coming into this. Um, you know, and uh, very athletic. Uh, uses his footwork well and. Uh, He's a, he's a confident, headstrong guy. You know, he, he's not coming here, you know, to lose. So uh, they uh, have de- definitely taken a step up here on their on, on this one, though. He's going to be taking on the Asian persuasion, Jason King, uh, seven and five out of KMAA. Uh, last time we saw him, he, uh, it was in tie fight action against uh, Deshaun Middleton, of course. But, uh, you know, a very long, tall striker, uh, very fancy, flashy kicks. Uh, you're always going to get excitement with a Jason King fight. He's going to go out there and he's going to put on a show, uh, you know, uh, underrated grappling is rest. Wrestling's been improving quite a bit, uh, you know, from the fight from fight to fight. Uh, but, you know, his bread and butter, uh, you know, I think is his striking. So this has the makings of a very exciting car uh, fight. You know, Brian Jackson, the, the boxer traditionally, but he also threw a lot of kicks and uh, in and actually got a submission in his last one. And Jason King, very well rounded as well. Uh, he was in the corner of Caleb Miller when Miller fought and lost to Brian Jackson. So he's going to be very familiar. You know, we, we spoke with Jason last week and, you know, he's confident wherever this fight goes. So and I know Brian is as well. So I'm, I'm stoked for this one. Uh, Greg, uh, let's go to you for the pick. Uh, I mean, personally, I think this one's going to toss up just because of the matchup. Uh, I think when you, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that this is a redemption fight for Jason Jason King and KMA when Caleb Miller made his, I think he really made his debut against against. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stonehand. No, and, uh, he was one of he, he debuted against Billy Combs, but he was one of Oh, he did? Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, he did. Okay, my bad. So, he, I thought that he was going to beat uh, Jackson. So, 
I picked him, and then he ended up surprising everybody. You know, to my knowledge, you know, he was a big underdog in that fight, to, to my knowledge. And uh, but whenever he beat him, I was like, "Wow, what what what, what do they got lined up for him next?" And I was curious. I was curious personally. And uh, but then they said uh, Jason King's gonna go out there, and then they're gonna fight because he wants Jason King now. And I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a big step up though," because like Jason King's got a big record. But uh, I think that uh, Jason King's past fights, wherever he's he's been, like. You know, bum rush, like just like uh, excited and you know got on early and and like basically like overpowered. I think he's he's lost a good deal of those bouts, and I think that's kind of what Brian's going to try to bring to the fight. But I don't think that Brian's uh, his ground game is up to par, and uh, his scramble game is up to par as his Jason is. So if it goes to the ground, I think that Jason can pull out some kind of uh, you know some kind of submission, some kind of triangle or armbar. He can pull something out with his long body on a on Jackson, so I'm going to go with Jason King here. All right, Greg goes with Jason King. Billy? Isn't Jason King, like, his? I know his record's seven and five, but between, like, his tie five and, like, his MMA fights, isn't he on, like, a three or four fight win streak? And they're all uh, I think that's probably safe to say. I, I, well, no, he went to Michigan. Uh, that got interrupted. Down here he is, but he went up to, to Detroit and <laughs> lost – uh, in uh, April, so that was his last MMA fight. Actually, before that, though, he'd won two in a row over Wolf and Jewel. Yeah, and like, uh, man, honestly, like I've trained with Jason, dude. He, like, range is like no other. Like, I fought heavyweight, and like he's fighting at what's this weight? One fifty, one seventy, one seventy. Like he's taller than me, and I fought at heavyweight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, his range is unreal, and like the kicks are uh, they're, they're quick, they're snappy. Um, but he's it, like, he's underrated on the ground. He, he has some very slick jujitsu, uh, you know, coming out of KMA, like Eric Turner, like he, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, I, I think if this fight goes to the ground, Jason gets the submission and I, I, I don't, I don't really see like Stonehands being able to like wow him on the feet. Um, he, it, it, I think Jason's going to keep his range and, uh, he's either going to find the knockout on the feet or he'll find the submission on the ground. So I'm going with Jason King. All right. Billy Swanson goes with King and we'll round it out with Jeff Hobbs. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Jason King as well. I think, uh, you know, he's just a very, uh, he's very calm and confident uh, fighter. Um, never really gets rattled at all. Um, I just like the calm he has when he's, uh, he, he's a good extension of his coach, you know, he has a lot of the same traits as Eric has, you know, just a very, uh, calm being and it reflects, you know, when he gets in the cage, um, nothing really rattles him. Um, he's always got a good game plan and I kind of expect whether it stays standing or goes to the ground, uh, he's going to have a really good game plan, uh, implemented and, and we'll stick to it and we'll, uh, I don't want to make it sound like I think the fight's going to be easy for him, but I think his game plan and his and his calmness in the cage is going to make it appear easy, if that makes any sense. Um, just because I don't think he's going to get flustered. I don't think he's going to rush anything. Uh, he's not um, you know, going to get rattled if, if he gets rushed, and it just kind of makes things look easy. So I'm going with uh, Jason King on this one. Uh, another clean sweep. All three panelists going for the Asian persuasion. Co-main event, 
Lightweights. This was a fun one. Uh, we have got Showtime, Stephen New, six and three, coming out of the Gamma Camp in uh, Greenville, Tennessee. And he's coming off a big win uh, over uh, Tyler Smith the last time out, a couple months back. Looked really good. Smith was a big athletic uh, guy, you know, and uh, and uh, Stephen was able to get uh, TKO, if I can recall, uh, over him in the first round uh, after a little bit of time off. Uh, very aggressive, uh, solid grappler, been working a lot with Brad Austin and the gang up there in the Tri-Cities uh, boxing scene. So I've uh, been working on his stand up a lot. Uh, very aggressive. He's a guy that, you know, he comes out fired up. Uh, he's going to be taking on uh, Keith K.O. Olsen out of Olsen's Martial Arts up in Johnson City, coming off a win over Majin Durham himself, submission. Uh, and, you know, Keith's a guy that with a, a Taekwondo background, but but really kind of uh, is more known for his grappling chops. Uh, I think he's a purple belt. Uh, I uh, He may have been promoted since then, but I, last I knew, I think he was a purple belt. He may be a brown belt by now. Uh, solid grappling, very technical. Uh, he's a guy that is, you know, he's he's able to, to, to strike and throw uh, the fancy kicks and stuff, but ultimately he generally goes to his grappling. And so uh, it'll be really interesting to see where this plays out because New is also a purple belt and a solid grappler, but uh, I know he's a guy that's been working a lot on his striking. So will he want to keep the fight standing? Neither guy just a, a super high level wrestler, uh, you know, so uh, it'll really be interesting to see. I think this one could have uh, some implications uh, down the line, I think, for the, the top of the pecking order at, at lightweight. So I'm sure David Robbins will be in attendance and uh, and watching this one closely. I'm excited for it. Like both of these guys, both very good guys and, and just easy to deal with. Super professional. We started off with Greg. I've watched both of these guys fight here lately, and I'm not going to make a, a big dragged out uh, situation and a, and a run over on this fight because uh, you got an explosive uh, Keith Olsen. He always got, like he uh, he's always head hunting. He's always going for the knockout, and if he can't get you, uh, you know, if he can't get you down, you know, uh, with a, with a knockdown, he's going to try to take you down. If he gets down, he's going to try ground and pound. So he's going to be looking for the finish all the time. I just hope he's like in, in good enough shape to go the distance right now because Steven News, uh, you know, self-defense and his jiu-jitsu is, uh, is pretty good. And I think he's going to be able to like, you know, dodge and maybe weather storm, you know, so to say. So I think that, uh, Steven New maybe can drag it out into the deeper waters. And uh, I think that, I think that Steven New wins this fight, uh, via decision. Okay. So uh, uh, it's uh, Stephen New is the pick for Greg. We'll go to Billy. Isn't uh, Keith Olsen a black belt? I don't. I, Olsen is not a black belt in BJJ. He's a Taekwondo black belt. I'm positive, but uh, in BJJ he he may be a brown. But last I knew he was a purple. But he very well may be a brown by now. Okay, uh, man. Well, both of these guys are slick on the ground, and they've got decent striking. So like, this is a hard fight to judge. It's another like you know like. I'm pretty sure Keith Olsen's the shorter fighter, so he's going to have to win the inside battle and walk him down. So it's going to be all dependent on if he's able to do that, and then is he going to fall into a submission? Like, uh, he's got slick ground game as well, but so does Steven News. Steven News got some good submission victories. So, um, man, honestly, I'm going to have to go with Steven New on this one. All right. That makes it uh, Billy Swanson goes for Steven New as well. Jeff Hobbs. <clears throat> I am uh... – I'm going to refer back to my uh, Emily King comment because I think I feel the same way about Keith Olsen. Very talented guy. Um, 
but I think he's too nice. Um, I don't think he really has that, that mean streak. Uh, and I think Steven new does have it. Um, you know, I think Keith Olsen is there for the competition and don't get me wrong. Keith Olsen wants to win a fight. Um, but he doesn't have the chip on his shoulder. He doesn't have uh, that kind of fire and, and competitive, um, not, not, let me take that back. Not that he's not competitive, but he doesn't have that fire and that mean streak, uh, where he legitimately wants to hurt somebody, uh, like a lot of fighters do. And I think sometimes that is what makes the difference between a win and a loss. And, and since, uh, Steven news come back, he's, he's had that fire and he's, he's got that spark. And, uh, I think that's going to be the difference in this fight is when you, you, you sprinkle in a little nasty, you know, with a very evenly matched fight. Uh, I think, uh, two talented guys who have a lot of the same skill sets, but, uh, I think the difference is going to be sprinkling in, uh, that little bit of nasty in it. And that's why I'm taking Steven new. Four, uh, four picks in a row. All, all panelists going the same way. Steven new on this one. All right. That brings us to the main event. This one has been uh, in the, in the, in the works for a long time, five rounds for the first ever VFC Bantamweight strap. It's going to be Dre Miley representing KMAA six and two coming into this one to take on Cody Durden, American top team Gwinnett eight and two, two of the top prospects, man. This is a, this is a legit fight. Five rounds. Uh, Both these guys can go, both these guys can strike, wrestle, grapple, all that. They don't like each other. This fight was supposed to happen originally. Ah, I draw a blank, but I feel like it's been about three months ago, probably. And uh, it was originally supposed to happen. Uh, the main event, uh, like I said, about three months ago. Uh, 62, Cody Durden, 62. 62. Okay, yes. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so uh, Cody uh, was uh, had to withdraw the week of the fight with a rib injury. And now he's he's back and he's ready to rock and roll. And, you know, he wants this. And, uh, you know, we've we've we've. Uh, you know, all the talk is almost over. These guys have gone back and forth on social media. They legitimately don't like each other. I do think that there is a respect there. They both know that the other is a talented fighter, but they're both supremely confident uh, in, you know, both of them on win streaks, uh, you know, pretty good win streaks coming into this. Uh, really excited for it. And uh, this is one that uh, I'll be interested to see if we go with a full five rounds or not. But I think it's going to be great action uh, either way. Let's we'll start it off with Greg. Well, this is one that I've been like a fanboy of watching for the longest time because I've been excited watching Dre fight, you know, for the last year. And, uh, and I've also been a fan because I've known Cody personally growing up and he's wrestled down there east side Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, him and my little brother wrestled on the same team growing up, like the same, same team, Georgia team. So I know that his wrestling is, is pretty damn good. But with that being said, uh, Batista's wrestling was pretty good, and uh, and Dre wrestled you know really well with him, and you know beat him in the wrestling department. That was a good fight over at uh, the stadium. But uh, uh, I think that uh, like you know Cody's been saying there's different levels to this, and he's been asking for this fight for a long time because he wouldn't be asking for this fight if he didn't know that Dre was good. Like, and Dre is good. Like. And the thing about this, I think it's a it's a coin toss because if it goes into deeper waters, I'm wondering if uh, if Cody's got that extra ump in there to push into the deeper waters that Dre's got. I'm just anxious to see what uh what both of them's got because I don't think that this fight gets ended soon at all. I think it goes pretty deep, deep, deep in the late rounds. Maybe Potter spots fourth into the fifth round, but I see that I see Cody 
possibly getting the finish, maybe getting the finish, if not getting the uh, decision, uh, unanimous decision. I think that he, uh, he ends up winning this big over Dre. All right, so Greg starts us off with Cody Durden. Let's go to Billy Swanson. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's weird because I'm, I'm supposed to corner Cody, but I've trained with Dre, and uh, I've seen the talk on this fight, and, uh, you know, it, it, you're right, it has been talked about. They've tried to set it up in the past. Different times it fell through for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, I, I know that Dre's firing on all cylinders, man, and, like, like I said earlier, they, they've got, like, a system going over there at KMAA. Like, those guys do the, the strength and conditioning together. It's, it's like one big family. So uh, I know that Dre's been working hard for a while, and when that fight fell through before, he was ready for that fight. And uh, so I would say that he's only continued to prepare, and, like, Cody had to take some time off because of that rib injury. So, like, you know, it makes you wonder if he's firing on all cylinders like he w- was the last time they were ready. So, um, honestly, I'm going to go with Dre Miley on this one. All right, so there gives us a tie, and it'll be Jeff Hobbs to break it. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I'm going. Uh, I'm going Durden. I'm going Durden on this one. Um, yeah, I just think uh, when you look at the resume and and the adversity, um, looking back at past opponents, strength of strength of schedule, if you will, um, I think that may be the edge. As I mean, that's just kind of the way I see it. Um, I think Durden's just a little more, uh, a little more seasoned, a little more durable, maybe. And uh, I think he's seen uh, a lot more adversity in the past. Uh, so I'm going, uh, going Durden. That being said, Hobbs and Greg both go for Durden. Billy goes for Dre Miley. So just kind of a recap: uh, all three panelists for Adcock, all three panelists for Thea Karras. Um, that we got. Hobbs and Greg going for Ormsby with Billy going with Hickam. I mean, with King. Uh, then Hobbs and Greg going for Driver with Billy going for Hickam. Uh, all three for Neil. All three for Cisse. All three for King. All three for New. And then Greg and Hobbs again for Durden and uh, Billy for Dre Miley. So uh, Hobbs and Greg picked the same on on all of them. Billy's got a chance to either take the lead or or drop way down. <laughs> All right. Well, we will we will recap all this action uh, next week. We will uh, get back together and uh, relive this one. Uh, of course, it goes down uh, this Friday, November the first, Valor sixty six, world famous Cotton Eye Joe. You can catch it live on Flow Combat. Mr. Greg Hopkins on the uh, play-by-play there with Justin Fisher, of course. And then uh, if you can't, uh, if you can, you, you want to be there live because that's uh, that's the way to do it, of course, at the Joe. It's a very intimate atmosphere. You can get up close and personal. And this is uh, going to be a, a fun fight card, man. This is, uh, is going to be a good one. And, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate everyone for joining us uh, this week on the Valor Hour. Of course, our uh, my co-host, Justin Watson, uh, our panelists, Jeff Hobbs, Billy Swanson, Greg Hopkins. Uh, we will see you guys next week. And, uh, you know, till then, uh, please uh, be sure to spread the word. We want you to, uh, to share this, uh, you know, like us on Facebook, share the share the share the word. And let's keep building this thing. You can catch it on, uh, you know, iHeartRadio. You can catch it on iTunes. You can catch it on uh, pretty much anywhere uh, that you can listen to a good podcast. So spread the word. Till then, uh, I'm Tim Loy signing out for the Valor Hour. We will see you all next week.
This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on City Ringside, looking forward to the State of Impact Wrestling Part 2. Last year, we spoke to the president of Impact Wrestling, executive VP of Anthem Media, Ed Nordholm, and he was brutally honest in his time in being a part of Impact Wrestling and gave a state of his union for 2019. So one year later, we're looking forward to talking to him to find out how it's gone, the journey from Pop TV to Pursuit Network to Access, and what the end game is for Impact Wrestling. That and so much more. I think it'll be an enlightening discussion from the top dog in Impact Wrestling, which debuts this week on Access TV. Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.